The gospel for today is from Luke chapter 2, and these are the words that we'll consider in the sermon today. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be called holy to the Lord. And they came to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the comfort of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary according to the law, Simeon took him into his arms and praised God. He said, Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and the child's mother were amazed at the things they were, that were spoken about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, listen carefully. This child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Anna, a prophetess, was there. She was a daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven, seven years after their marriage, and then she was a widow of 84 years. She did not leave the temple complex since she was worshiping with fasting and prayers night and day. Standing nearby at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord. She kept speaking about the child to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had accomplished everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town, Nazareth. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. The Gospel of the Lord. It often happens right back there, and sometimes right up in here. Someone walks by, and they see a little baby, and they stop in their tracks, and they start cooing over the little child. Or you're in mid-conversation, and Somebody brings a little baby somewhere in the vicinity and you just drop who you're talking to so that you can talk to that little one. I know I've done it. Maybe you have too. There was a baby who caused that same thing to happen at church one day a long, long time ago. You know from the reading from Luke just a few minutes ago that, that it was Jesus when his parents had brought him to the temple in Jerusalem. A little over a month after Jesus was born, there were a couple things that God's law required of the parents. This went all the way back to the time of Moses. The law of purification required that a mother bring an offering to the Lord. And so you heard, um, in the case of Mary and Joseph, people in humble circumstances, uh, that was two doves, or two pigeons. 
They're also there to present or to dedicate Jesus to the Lord because he was their firstborn son. So while they were faithfully going about all of this worship of the Lord there at the temple, they ran into some interesting people. As we meet them today, we'll find that the the baby that brought them peace also brings peace to the world and peace to us. What is it that brings you peace? For the mom of little ones, maybe it's just escaping just to take a shower, just a little quiet time away. Or maybe it's, maybe it's placing one foot down after the other along the path as you take a hike and take in the beauties of nature. Some of us nerds find peace when all the budgeting spreadsheets work out well and all the bills are paid and, and the, the accounts are in order. If we think of peace in only a worldly kind of way, we're missing a vastly more important kind of peace. It's the kind of peace that Simeon was looking for and eventually found. What an unusual man. If if God were to describe a person as righteous and devout and say that he was somebody who was looking forward to the coming of the Savior, this person sounds kind of like a superhero of faith, doesn't he? And there's also this. He had something no one else did. The Holy Spirit had told him he would not die until he saw the Savior. Imagine having that kind of faith and waiting, and wondering every time you woke up in the morning, will today be the day? And talk about the Holy Spirit working in your life. He had told Simeon he wouldn't die before seeing the Savior, and then he moved him to go to the temple that day when Mary and Joseph and Jesus were there, doing these special things in worship And then he somehow made it clear that this child was the right one. He wouldn't have known with all of the other families there doing similar kinds of things in worship. Somehow Simeon was led right to the Christ child. And it brought him peace. He had a peace that that settled over him, that washed over him because he realized that God had followed through on his promise to send a Savior. He knew in that moment he was staring at the embodiment of salvation. Obviously a man that knew the scriptures and what they said about a Savior coming for Jew and Gentile alike. If your spiritual goal was to see God's promised Savior, and you knew that his coming would mean rescue for all people, would it not give you peace to finally see him? It would. And it did for Simeon. Simeon's peace was not merely the kind of peace that comes from a settled mind or a little quiet time. His was a peace that is eternal. He went from being a man who knew that he would never die in his sleep after he laid his head upon the pillow, to a man who knew he could die at any moment after he handed the baby Jesus back to his parents. But you know what? He was good with it. 
He was ready to go. You heard him. Lord, you now dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Simeon knew that eternal life would be his because of this child and because of what this child would do. And so he was now at peace, knowing that whenever the Lord decided that his time in this world was done, he would be with him eternally in heaven. A righteous and devout man is still a man, still a sinful man that needs the forgiveness of sins through Jesus. It was true for Simeon every bit as much as it is true for you and me. Simeon's trust in Jesus' forgiveness would bring him an eternal peace and rest that is like anything that this world can offer. It's a peace that that lasts longer than the the little break that you get from the kids or the time on the hike or, or until next month's bills are all paid. This is a different kind of peace. This is one that lasts eternally. Peace with God. Faith superhero number two. That's the way I view uh, Anna. Uh, This is the original church lady. She did not leave the temple complex since she was worshiping with fasting and prayers night and day. This woman stands out. In a world where church is just not that important to people, or it's a, a low priority, or maybe where people actually have to push and force themselves to go to church. And this sometimes includes us. Anna was standing there, watching, listening, and she knew what was happening. The promised Savior had arrived at the temple that day. A righteous and devout believer herself, Anna is called a a prophetess. Since all of this is probably happening in the temple's court of women, because Mary and Anna were there, it seems that Anna was a regular witness to the people there. Simeon held the Savior and praised God for sending him and for the privilege of seeing him. Anna gave thanks to the Lord and spoke to all the people there who had been waiting for this day, the day that the Redeemer would come. What we see in Anna is what we saw in the shepherds as they looked at the Christ child in the manger. Like them, she overflowed with joy and thanksgiving, so much so that she had to to share this great news with all of the people that were there. She wanted the peace that ruled her heart to be there ruling the hearts of others as well. Jesus was born into a world not ruled by peace. I mean, that's actually why he came, isn't it? Peace between people and peace between God and people had been shattered since Eden. Jesus came to undo the disharmony that sin brought. He came to forgive and to save and to bring peace to the world. But you know the world's response to that. In addition to his words of praise to God, Simeon shared some difficult news with Mary. Listen carefully 
this child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. You know how many people flat out rejected Jesus, including many people in the religious community. I mean, some, some would be lifted up by faith in Jesus, but many, many would spiritually trip and fall because they rejected Jesus. And so they would contradict Christ. They would slander the Savior. They would show the impurity of their hearts. Simeon foretold all of these things in one statement. But there was one sentence more. One that that Mary must have tucked away in her mind for all the days of Jesus' life. Right up to the very end. Right up until she tearfully looked up at her son and her Savior hanging from a Roman cross. Then she understood. Then she understood Simeon's words. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. During this Christmas season, we heard people, the world, talk about peace. You know, a season of peace and prayers for peace and wishing peace on earth. And this is all very nice. But the true message of Christmas and peace was lost on many people. The peace that God talks about, the peace that we're talking about this morning, is not peace among people. It's not peace among nations. But it's peace between God and sinners. Jesus brought that kind of peace into the world. But that's not the peace that the world wanted. It's not the kind of peace that the world looks for. But still... Out of love, God sends his Holy Spirit to overcome those attitudes and to work faith in people's hearts, to make them righteous and devout like Anna and Simeon were. Everyone who understands their imperfections and their offenses in God, to God, find forgiveness in Jesus. And they find peace. It's a peace that helps them while they live in this world. It is, it is an eternal peace, one that they will enjoy forever in heaven. Yes, we know the world's response to Jesus then and now, but, but we also know our response to Jesus. We've also been guilty of not listening to what he says. Maybe it's been avoiding our Bible for too long. Maybe it's not really paying attention when the readings are done from over there and the sermon is preached from over here. And maybe it's just flat out refusing to believe some of the things that God says simply because we don't like them. Or maybe we're seeking to find peace in other places, in things that have nothing to do with God. Maybe even things that God condemns. Here's the truth. Our peace only comes through Christ who was laid in a manger and who laid in Simeon's arms and who laid down his life on the cross. Take 30% off 
and start wrapping up your gift list. Reward, redeem, repeat. Three times cash back on your holiday shopping. Take home up to 50% off. The mystery sale is on. Flash offer, 20% off. Last chance to save. Special savings for the season. Get it while it lasts with free shipping. These are only a handful of the titles of emails that I received in a two-day period before Christmas. I don't think I have ever seen so many exclamation points. Everybody's your friend when they want something for you, right? From you. You see all that in your inbox, and you think, Christmas is all about getting your money. Cynical. Or, Christmas is all about helping you to buy gifts for others. Better. But Christmas is really about God giving to you. God giving you peace through his son. It's the kind of peace that Simeon had. It's a peace that you can share with others around you like Anna did. May God give you that peace while you live here and when you live eternally with him in heaven. Amen.